at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. Everybody back after a glorious week off. 
Welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live on Twitch every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific, or sorry, 7.30 uh, p.m. Pacific. If you're listening to the podcast and you don't know what's going on with that, head on over to twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media and follow the channel. And then after you watch uh, a Wednesday show, maybe unfollow the channel. I'm producer Dave and you can find me damn near anywhere. Hey everybody, this is the councilman. You can find me on Twitter at T H E underscore council man. So check me out. I get pretty frosty occasionally uh, when I'm tweeting on that account. I have a few accounts. If you can find my other accounts, good for you. Uh, you can also uh, you know check in with us and give us your subscriptions on the Twitch device, twitch.tv slash echoplex media. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, obviously, if, you, if you're into the whole Patreon thing, like I am, you know, you drop a few bucks. It comes every month. You don't even have to think about it. You can automate it. Um, drop, drop us a few show bucks. Keep these programs on the air. Uh, Producer David's patreon.com slash Echoplex. That's right. Yay. Go give us some money. Um, and obviously visit the website, echoplexmedia.com for all of the shows and all of the informations. And Producer Dave, what's going on on the other shows this uh, week week and weekends? Uh, yesterday, Meltdown Monday was off. Media Wench took a well-deserved uh, Monday off. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Intellectual Dollar Tree is off. Me and HK definitely need a break from that crazy. Thursday, we're back with uh, Satans and Thetans, Cults and the Satanic Panic, one of our favorite shows around here. Uh, Wednesday, I'm off, but I'm f- closing out a um, benefit. There's a benefit for uh, someone in the goth DJ community who has unfortunately um, found out she has breast cancer. So uh, oh, a bunch of people uh, who played a benefit a couple weeks ago decided to get together and throw together another little benefit for that. I'm closing that out so everybody else gets an hour and I get until I fall down. Um, that's That starts, I start at 11 p.m. Pacific on Friday and there's no conspiracy bingo Friday. And then Saturday we do the open panel. And then I spend some music. And then, of course, Sunday is fucking the Clip Panic Attack show. Clip Lovely. Panic. And another really important thing, if you hit Bang Wiki in the chat, we're working on a Now Space Wiki. So that if somebody Ooh. comes in here and goes, who the fuck is Austin Bennett? We can refer them to the Wiki and they can go search for Austin Bennett in the Wiki and they'll get a, the lore of Echoplex Media and Austin Bennett. We just I oh. just put it up yesterday. Just added the domain to it today if you'd like to contribute to that. Please find me and let me know because I... I'm not doing this by myself. And I had people in the chat uh, Sunday night saying that I would not be doing this by myself. So we'll see if they are actually correct. How exciting. Uh, and thank you. I, I did get the link in the discords. So I, I will go and check that out. And uh, do I have, do I have edits capabilities or is yeah, there drive create, reads? Like anybody else, just create a create an account and hit me up. Oh, excellent. Let's just do this. That's fantastic. Um, we'll definitely have to have a little uh, down ballot action on there. I'm sure some lo- some local love action. Oh yeah, the Rich um, Tran page, the uh, oh, yeah. the uh, the page for there, there's there would definitely be a page for um like why we got kicked off of YouTube and that would include a down ballot, some down ballot shit from the uh, San Jose City Council meeting and the Santa Clara Board of Supervisors. And I would appreciate your input on that. Plus, um, the uh, sheriff, what's the sheriff Lori? I forget her last name. She would probably have Smith. To- yeah, she would probably get a page on there too. Anything, anything we've talked about a lot, and it would be, of course, from our perspective. It wouldn't be like a uh, an accurate historical telling of it by any means. That's not what we're going for. <laughs> Absolutely not. We are ob- obviously going for uh, you know fake news and alternative facts here at all times. Yeah. So let's get started here. Uh, speaking what? of fake news and alternative facts, it seems like prominent some prominent athletes are getting picked up getting caught up in the COVID misinformation. But then there's like a second layer of misinformation that I want to talk about before we hit this clip. 
sports, the pro sports leagues are vaccinated generally at a higher rate than the rest of the population. When they take those numbers though, it's not just the players. It's like front of house, back of house management. It's everyone. But people that are running around saying all your sports players, all your sports teams are refusing to get vaccinated. They're lying to you. I think the NBA is the highest now, like 96% of their staff is vaccinated last yeah. time I read. So very much so. So yeah, the, the, but uh, every player has a platform and uh, it's, they can get loud, right? So even a few players, one here and there, uh, the Warriors had a player as well who was refusing to get vaccinated. They you know, make waves and they make some, make a splash and they have been, uh, I don't know if it demands media coverage, but it gets media coverage. Certainly does. So uh, I think I'm going to let this clip roll. This one's about a Sharks player. This is from ESPN. And I'm stunned that their player just works. This just in, we have got learned that Evander Kane has been suspended for 21 games without pay for what it says was a lack of compliance with the league's COVID-19 protocols. ESPN had previously reported that Kane used a fake vaccination card the league also announced that its concurrent investigation into allegations of domestic abuse made by uh, Kane against his estranged wife could not be substantiated. Now, Evander Kane released a statement that reads in part, quote, I made a mistake, one I sincerely regret and take responsibility for during my suspension. I will continue to participate in counseling to help me make better decisions in the future end quote. When my suspension is over, I plan to return to the ice with great effort, determination, and love for the game of hockey. So it sounds like he was responding to domestic abuse allegations and not, I tried to pass off a fake vaccine card because I got propagandized on fucking YouTube uh, allegations. It sounded like the, the, the response to it was for the one that they found no evidence for. Like, it doesn't sound like I would think that a better apology on with this would be like, Hey, I got swept up in misinformation. Like many other people, it turns out that vaccines are safe. And I made a, I made a decision to pawn off a fake vaccine card. That's illegal. I shouldn't be doing illegal things. Like what the fuck that apology. I'm going to get counseling. What for being an anti-vaxxer? I mean, I hope so, but like, fuck. Yeah. I, this is one of those situations where I don't know what it would be worse. Right. So he, he pawned off a fake vaccination. Um, or would I be more upset if he just like the warrior guy, just like, oh, I'm just not getting the vaccination because I'm I'm underinformed and I, you know, think it's going to kill me, right? Um, I kind of dislike this even more, where it's just like, okay, I, you know, I know what I'm saying and doing is just against science and against reality, and I'm gonna, you know, deliberately deceive, try to deceive you, um, because why? Because I I have some personal beliefs that I found on YouTube or Facebook, so. Yeah, I, I, I'm not very excited about this. Um, it's frustrating that it's one of our local boys, um, but, you know, whatever. Like, uh, 21 games is a pretty stiff stiff fine, though. I wonder if the I wonder if we've covered, like, late at night or something, the place or person or someone involved with the group that gave him that fake, anti-vac- fake vaccine card. I just wonder I'm if sure. it's a name that's come up. Maybe not necessarily on down ballot, but... Uh, like on the larger sort of sort of um, shit tree that's happening around here, <laughs> right? The shit spectrum, right? Yeah, the larger um, shit spectrum. I, yeah, I, th- I wouldn't be surprised at all um, if we dug down deep and someone could talk to Evander and find out, you know, where, where he got his information. Um, but yeah, it's just just a shame. I, so, twenty-one games, by the way, it's about a quarter of his season. Um, they play eighty-two games, 
So I think he makes in the neighborhood of seven million a year, which is pretty, you know, for hockey, it's pretty high. Um, uh, so that means he's getting docked pretty much like two million dollars ish. The struggle, so, yeah, the struggle. But he's still making five, right? The struggle, and he has to deal with the you know the scarlet letter, you know, of being a liar and a, a cheat for you know, for and long enough for people of you know for him to score a few goals and then people will forget. I just don't understand. Like all this stuff is digital. Like my, I don't, I don't need my vaccine card. I have that app on my phone where mm-hmm. they can like verify, like if somebody wanted to, they could go take the fucking inf- number and go verify it, go yep. verify that it's me. Right. So I yep. don't know, like, it's really stupid to try to pass that off. Maybe if you work at like some kind of mom and pop shop, but to try to pass that shit off to the NHL in San Jose is like a monumentally stupid decision. Even if I agreed that people should be doing the fake vaccine cards, which I don't, I'd be like, that's not the people to do it to they're gonna find out they they have enough money to pay you you know the organization you work for has the kind of money to pay you seven million dollars they got a few bucks to fucking hire somebody to make sure that your vaccine card is real (laughs) right so why 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 with the smoke in the mirrors right that was what we call a segue Oh yeah! Up, up oh, next we got up next oh. we got winners and losers. That <laughs> this is our favorite segment of the show, where there usually are no winners, but if somebody does win, yeah. it's the people we don't like. Um, our sure. first story is about a uh, San Francisco Museum's smoky art exhibit, and it's kind of pissing off the neighbors. If you could imagine, because that. you know art always pisses people off. That's just how it goes. Except for artists, I guess, and even them. For others, you might have seen this smoke coming from Golden Gate Park this evening and thought the park was on fire. No, no, no cause for alarm. It was actually from an art exhibition that happened right outside the De Young Museum. Now, some people who live near Golden Gate Park did not know the performance art was happening, and they were shocked to see that smoke. Now, check out these pictures one neighbor shared with us. He says he lives about 10 minutes walking distance from the De Young. When he first walked outside, looked up, saw that. He thought the park was on fire before he remembered the exhibition was happening tonight. It was incredibly smoky for, I want to say, at least a half an hour. And uh, I had to close all my windows. Um, my air purifier symbol went red. And so it's just too bad that we didn't get kind of a notice from the museum that, you know, this was a possibility. But a young says it sent out flyers to neighbors letting them know the event was happening. They say it was non-toxic vapor pigment. What you're seeing there, that's not even smoke. It's a pigment, according to the museum. By the way, artist Judy Chicago was behind this multicolored show. She calls it atmospheres. The idea is to let the breeze pick up the smoke and move it. It's all part of the art. This was all in the celebration of Chicago's exhibition at the De Young. Judy Chicago, a retrospective, is a show three years in the making. Judy Chicago, a retrospective in smoke. I'd have thought the fucking shit was on fire, too, if I saw that. I'd have been like, why is, wait a minute, why is the fire, why why is there a rainbow on fire in the park? I'd be like, this is San Francisco, but come on. Why is my air purifier light red? What is going on? I'm very disturbed. I, I like how he's like, oh, oh, yeah. I said, oh, and I remembered then, yes, that there was something about a, an exhibit. Um, I really wish that the young had notified the community about this. <laughs> right. I wish it's like we were, you keep saying about these community meetings where you're like, I was told about this community meeting, but why wasn't I told about this community meeting? Right. You know, I, I heard about this art exhibit. But why wasn't I told about this art exhibit? Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, what, what a, 
perfect way to you know do an outdoor ex- exhibition of public art uh in san francisco but to do it in golden gate park and to have something just go up in smoke right just <laughs> just to freak all the hippie dippies out um whoa bro what's going on man i was just going over to, to you know hippie hill and, and, and this shit oh man but uh yeah sorry sorry neighbors art art can sometimes be a little bit deceiving but they have fog all the time, right? They should be used to this kind of shit. Maybe, but that's clearly not fog. <laughs> I mean, well, it was colored fog. It was like it was. It would look like rainbow fog. I thought it was like a Diwali thing or something. Um. Anyway, well, you know, museum, watch, watch your back. Don't burn the park down, neighbors. You know, watch your public art and go and go enjoy. Inhale. So we got and a little bit of art heavy. Uh, Winners and losers this evening. It looks like people in uh, San Jose are trying to save a mural. And uh, yeah, the developers don't like public art either. Apparently, imagine that. Removing the remnants of neighborhood history, and they don't like it. The Washington District says it has learned that a new property owner in San Jose is about to paint over a treasured neighborhood mural. Now, the same thing happened on Story Road three years ago. This latest battle has local leaders fighting back. Here's NBC Barrier's Damien Trujillo. The mural is on a vacant building on South First Street in the heart of the Washington district. The neighbors tell me the property owner told them he needs to remodel the place before high-tech workers arrive and that the mural has to go before then. The wall is adorned with the images of Cesar Chavez and revolutionary hero Emiliano Zapata. It was created at a time when gang violence was spiking in the Washington district. Since that mural came up, the problems went away. Also on the mural is the image of the late Brenda Lopez, a teenager who rolled up her sleeves to get the local children off the streets by teaching them dance. She was a great role model to a lot of the kids in the community. That's why I mean, so it's it's so important to our family and and for the community. But the city has now advised neighbors that the new property owner plans to remodel the building. And part of the remodel means painting over the mural. I haven't cried yet. I haven't cried yet. I mean, honestly, this is really upsetting to me. The president of the Neighborhood Association says that in a Zoom meeting with the owner, Jason Lee, he said the mural might not be appropriate for the new tenants. He thought some of the uh, art was related. It looked like it could be related to gangs. He also reached out to that new owner, first using the phone number he provided to neighborhood representatives. The person who answered told us we had the wrong number. We then emailed him for a response and haven't heard back. It's heartbreaking and it's, it's... You know, I I just feel like it's dishonoring um, everything my sister did. A similar mural was painted over in East San Jose in 2018, creating community uproar. Now city rules require the artist must be alerted 90 days before that happens. Neighbors say this artist got his notice on October 1st. Every community has its heroes. Brenda just happened to be one of them in this community. A community vowing to fight to save their mural. In the Washington District, Damien Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News. Art can heal, too. It can't just you know, burn shit. It actually heals people. I. What does he mean it looks like gang shit? I think he means the uh, young lady with the skull kind oh, the of Dio, thing going on, right? The Dia de los Muertos stuff? Dia de los Muertos, exactly. Uh, it's like it's obviously some serious Mexican gang shit. That's just some Halloween shit. 
yeah, it's <laughs> cultural cultural shit is what they call it. Uh, it's it's culture, which, right? But it's uh, it's it's some Halloween shit. Yeah, yeah. And J- Jason Lee needs to like get out of the the Kevin Smith movies and you know, get on point with with uh, understanding San Jose culture. That's a, that's a shame. Uh, he's like basically pawning off. Oh, the high tech workers that have to come and live in my building. I need to make sure that they they don't get scared by the, the gang the so, gang murals. I'm just thinking if the guy wants to repaint the building. He he could make himself look so good by saying, "Hey, we do, we're going to paint over this, but I want to commission the same artists to make a new mural. I want to give them some funding, right? And a better canvas, right? Right. I'll, yeah. I'll give them the whole the whole funding. wall of flat canvas. Yeah. I want to give them some funding, and I'm going to donate to such and such a community organization. I understand that it sucks that I have to paint over this, but I would like something just as good, if not better, to go up in its place. This guy can yeah. cover all the fucking bases." And then he could have some input on it so it doesn't look so fucking Halloween-y, I guess. I guess so. And he could just um, do that yeah. behind the scenes and not talk about that weird fucking shit, how he thinks the fucking <laughs> Dia de los Muertos is some gang shit, dumb motherfucker. Well, and then there just happened to be, you know, organizations in San Jose that uh, do that very thing. Empire 7 Studios is one of them. Um, the folks that they've, they've been partnering with a group called Pow Wow San Jose to do murals around town, uh, exhibition district, um, local color. So there's plenty of op- opportunities with organizations to come and uh, either re- recreate it, honestly, like digitize, get some digitized pictures and then do build your building, build the wall right there that's big enough and then come back out and paint the dang thing again. Like just, just completely recreate it. Why not? Um, you know, there's so many opportunities and so many things that you could do. That's why this is under winners and losers. Cause they're, they're really, they're, unfortunately there's no winners yet. Um, I, there are rumors that, uh, you know, someone at the city is trying to, push this guy to to play ball i guess as it were to keep the mural so we'll see but um yeah that's the thing i never really understand why can't we find some compromises um so you have to tear down the old like liquor store or the 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 really old gas station to build a new high-rise and it's like a historical gas station or something right like but build the facade into the building like figure out a way to you know incorporate the damn thing why do you get why you gotta why can't you do both um but you know you know me i'm always trying to compromise producer dave well, in this case, the compromise is easy. You find find out if the original artist is interested, and if they are, right. give them some fucking money right. to redo the mural once your building's up, and then quietly bark in their ear about how that fucking lady scares you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember this actually, um, interesting enough, in the same neighborhood, uh, the school and the... the a mother's group at the school uh, nearby the elementary school, they commissioned an artist to come and do a mural um, about uh, basically celebrating motherhood and celebrating the moms who step up for their kids, you know, and volunteer in the classroom and volunteer at the school and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and they're amazing. They, they do uh, wonderful work. Um, so the mural ended up being this, the centerpiece of the mural ended up being a woman with uh, a womb that was sort of like, you know, uh, cross section right so you could see the you know the baby the fetus inside growing right and you know the woman was cradling the womb and and there was an umbilical cord i think or something like this and you know there was someone who got a little squishy in the neighborhood when it started going up and took some pictures and sent them to the school district and said you know uh i don't know about this man it's like pro-lifer you know anti-abortion or pro you know it's i i, I don't know what this is but it's too religious and it's on your school grounds and you know, at the end of the day, we said, we, you know, hey, they've done a, they did a community meeting. 
the artist came out and talked to the community in the neighborhood. The neighborhood told them the artist what they wanted. He painted what they wanted. Um, and you know, we have to respect that. Um, well, we don't, have, we don't have to respect it, but one person can't just undo it unless they're a property correct. developer. Correct. Or, or the, or the one neighbor barking and, and complaining, right? That's really all it was. Um, so yeah, hopefully this, I mean, the one property owner has some property rights. Unfortunately, that's, that's sort of the way things roll. Um, he can do what he wants, um, with his property, uh, within the law and this is within the law. So, uh, hopefully we'll see, we'll see. We will keep, we will keep tabs in the story and we will bring it back to you, um, when uh, we know more, but for right now, yeah, it looks like the arts are just, uh, under attack in, in multiple areas. So we, we got to keep, be vigilant. Um, remember arts don't just educate. They're not just an economic driver. Um, they also heal people. So remember that. All right. Well, speaking of healing people, um, <laughs> well, this next one under only, only someone from Los Gatos, this story would be about. Yeah. I really don't have any words other than just play the clip and it'll, it'll speak for itself. of throwing secret boozy sex parties for teenagers, including her own son. KPIX5's Maria Sid Medina is at Las Gatos High School, where one of the bizarre and almost deadly incidents allegedly happened. Investigators say the Las Gatos mom's cover-up of her own wild parties began to unravel when a drunk teen fell from her SUV and suffered a concussion here at Las Gatos High School. Parents finally got wind that the mom was allegedly behind it all. Minors were not only furnished with alcohol, but provided a safe haven for very dangerous behavior. Santa Clara County prosecutors say this woman, Shannon O'Connor, played the role of a cool mom, throwing underground parties for her teenage son and others as young as 13. The first question that needs to be asked is how did this out of control animal house for underage teens Go Animal on house. So long without Come detection. The court documents contain a Los long Gattos. list of allegations, including how O'Connor is accused of helping the teens sneak out of their homes, then providing alcohol until the teens blacked out or even injured themselves. Even more disturbing, investigators say she would encourage the teens to perform non-consensual sexual acts, sometimes even watching. What I'm seeing here is only the tip of this investigation. I think we could see even more serious charges is being put on Miss O'Connor as this case progresses, particularly if minors were being sexually assaulted. This isn't the only criminal case against the 47-year-old. She's also accused of charging more than $100,000 on a company credit mm. card when she worked at the now-shuttered Aruba Networks. O'Connor allegedly committed all these crimes under her Silicon Valley tech executive husband's nose. It's so disturbing that you want to believe that it could never happen. And that may be why this case took so long to uncover. Investigators say they know why it took so long to uncover what was happening. They say O'Connor would threaten some of the teens that she would spread rumors about them if they ever said a word. And let's get us, Maria said Medina, KPIX 5. Now, prosecutors say surveillance cameras captured some of the underage parties, and O'Connor communicated with the teens through text messages and Snapchat. She now lives in Idaho and will be extradited to California. That's insane. Yes, and apparently, I mean, the clip didn't really have what was in the headline, but uh, apparently she's also uh, suspected of hosting similar parties in Idaho or wherever they are now, wherever she's run off to with her, her son. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. I mean, go, I mean, 
everyone wants the mom who, you know, is okay with you throwing a party maybe when they're out of town, right? You know, and they don't get too mad. Your mom doesn't get too mad. Or she's like, you know, just have some friends over. It's fine. Just don't break anything, right? <laughs> oh, don't use the good china. Holy shit. Have your friends come over. Let's get them drunk. And you can just, you know, put it where it don't belong um, with that young person over there. Um, and I'll just watch over here. That's cool. Hi, mom. So I think the reason this went on for as long as it did is because the, her husband is a rich person in Los Gatos. And so people will tend to look the other way. Um, or people might not even notice. I don't know where they lived in Los Gatos. <clears throat> I've been to some houses in Los Gatos where if they had a party, they're fair, they're well far away from their neighbor and the neighbor might not notice. Oh yeah. Very much so. Or, um, or if you know, there's 20 people, the house is pretty big. If you're like damn near the center of the house, the sound doesn't even escape. Right. <laughs> What's going on over there? Oh, the kids are watching television. Right. Uh, so this yeah. is just, <clears throat> this is just one of those stories that is deaf. It's like very low scatos. It, it Palo Alto maybe, but Palo Alto is a lot denser than Los Gatos, even the single True. family homes, but maybe the True. Los Altos Hills would be another place. Something like this could go down. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm someone obviously, you know, start, you know, there was an accident, there was an issue, like someone started to uncover what was going on. So they absconded to another state. Um, but yeah, no, there are plenty of places in those Hills where you can, you could pull this kind of thing off um, without too much, you know, too much uh, shock and awe. Um, and it's, but at the end of the day, it's Los Gatos too. Like these kids are, you know, all entitled and, and spoiled and they're always, you know, pulling some sort of shenanigans. So people are just used to it by now, I would imagine. And a bunch of kids roll up at a house, you know, there's a lot of noise. It's sort of like probably the average Friday or Saturday night, right? So uh, not surprising that this was allowed to go on for so long. I didn't catch whether or not like she, she was divorced or single mom or what was going on there or if dad was around um but you're either she or dad or both are, are obviously you know less got socialites you know uh so they're, they're probably uh somewhat immune from from the the darker side of the law i was I, somebody somebody i admire and i forget who they are now says you know who has class solidarity rich people and so that is right? probably what's going on here Right, isn't that isn't that sad? But so true, and so believable. So we're going to move on to another story that's equally disturbing out of Richmond. I bet this was going on a lot less long because it was in Richmond and not in uh, Los Gatos. Looks like a yes. looks like a police a police chief is on leave. Well, we'll let the news tell the story. Yeah, this is big yikes. Uh, this is super big heavy. yikes. Richmond's police chief is on paid administrative leave tonight following a chaotic chain of events involving her 18-year-old daughter, a man accused of pimping her out. The chief and her husband, who's also a cop, now face accusations about their own, how they tried to get their daughter back home. NBC Bears' Melissa Colorado untangles what's a thorny situation that involves a lot of collateral damage. How does any mother, you know, deal with something like this? It's a family crisis that's now spilling out in public and caught in the crosshairs. Richmond's top cop, Chief Bisa French, as well as her husband, Oakland Police Sergeant Lee French, who are both on leave. The two are parents to an 18-year-old daughter. Chief French's attorney, Mike Raines, says the 18-year-old was a straight-A student until she got caught up with a 33-year-old man named Oho McNair, accused of being her pimp. We have a parent who loves her daughter, 
and has set high standards for her daughter and has seen her daughter grow through the first 17 years of her life as an outstanding uh, person, smart um, and and motivated uh, to succeed, uh, only to meet this guy and to have her mind turned uh, and completely taken over. By this guy. Last week, court records from Contra Costa County show the 18-year-old filed a domestic violence restraining order against her parents. And there's more potential legal trouble stemming from an incident in September. Attorney Mike Raines confirms Chief French and her husband visited McNair's mother at her home in Vallejo. There were certainly pleas, anguish pleas by both parents uh, to the mother uh, for her son to return Rain says McNair's mother told police the couple made violent threats against her. Rain says the couple denies that. As for McNair, authorities say he was arrested by U.S. Marshals this week for human trafficking and pimping and is currently sitting in a jail cell at Santa Rita. Oh, I'd like to see her come back tomorrow. I, I, I think she's a great chief. She's doing a great job. Now, there is a hearing Who's on October guy? 25th in which I, the court will take guy on the street. restraining order that was filed by Chief French's daughter. In the meantime, Assistant Police Chief Louis Tarona, he will serve as interim police chief of the Richmond Police department. That's the latest here in Richmond. I'm Melissa Colorado, NBC, Bay Area News. Yeah, it sounds like there's probably, as we find out more and more about this, I'm thinking this is going to be a nobody to root for situation. Except that's for maybe the daughter. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably why it's under winners and losers. Um, I'm hoping the daughter's worth worth rooting for here because um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of folks um, out there. And how is the police chief? Do you let this kind of happen how i mean how do you become the police chief with these kind of things happening in your home but uh how do you allow this to happen i guess if you're the police chief you're probably distracted by police chiefing and i so, mean uh, first of all super classy on the news by the way for not naming true the daughter or showing a picture because that's an 18 year old person an adult they made a good editorial yep. decision there i think not to show yep. a photo yep. of of her if she, she's clearly a person or very likely a person in crisis. Um, but I think that like, if they didn't know anything about it and she just disappeared and she's 18, there's nothing they can do about it. It's true. Um, I mean, she is an adult, so it's in, uh, uh, so I, I actually feel for the, the chief. And the thing is, she's not, she's not taking leave because anyone's blaming her necessarily for what's going on, but it's just a distraction. Right. So, uh, it's too bad for the city of Richmond. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who uh, that older white gentleman was either. But uh, obviously, just you know, man on the street walking his dog in Richmond. That's a scientific, uh, you know, analysis of the general sentiment of the people of Richmond when it comes to this matter. <laughs> I hate the man <laughs> on like the she's, street. She's, she's she's doing a good job apparently. So uh, maybe she you know, is. I, how can I? How can I argue with that? You know, I don't live in Richmond. Um, I have friends that live in Richmond. I could ask them. They don't like the cops, though, in kind of a general sort of way. So not not just Richmond cops, just, you know, cops. Yeah. I don't know. These two people were cops. I tend to buy that. Who This this person, first of all, the person who was uh, ended up getting arrested was in his early 30s. There was nothing that mother was going to do about it. And I tend to maybe think that it's likely that they went over there and threatened that guy's mother. <laughs> I mean. Oh, man. I, I have no re, I have no evidence for that or whatever, but it seems mm. seems like a very cop thing to do, right? 
Well, we shall see. We shall see. Well, we'll we will obviously keep our eyes peeled and we will follow up on the story um, and bring you more news right here in this space. So please stay tuned. Listener, stay tuned. Viewer, Twitchers. Is it Twitchers? What, what are Twitch people called? Um, the Now Space. Do they have a, the Now Space? That's the chat. We call the chat The Now Space. The Now Space. Please join The Now Space. Discord.me <laughs> slash Echoplex. All right. Uh, well, as we always uh, tend to do, <laughs> uh, contradiction in terms, uh, we're going to wrap up winners and losers with getting your shit together because someone's got to get their shit together and it might as well be you. Uh, this week, it's the Chase Center. Um, so uh, it's kind of a sad story uh, to, you know, what you should be a happy evening um, occurred uh, just over the weekend here um, when a, you know, a little band from Vermont was in town. Um, there were there were a couple of people had a little accident at the show, but it's not really the band's fault. It's really the Chase Center's fault. So we'll find out more here. Good morning. Yes, those inspections are happening today and they follow uh, two complaints that were filed from the Chase Center, one of them regarding the height of the guardrail, another one involving the steepness of the stairs near the guardrail. Right now, the Chase Center has not announced any changes to protocols or fan experience or seating for the upcoming shows or games. The next concert is Dan and Shay. That's expected tomorrow. And this, of course, coming after that death at the concert on Sunday. So it was a little after nine o'clock on Sunday during the fish concert here at the Chase Center when officers already at the arena were notified of a person in need of medical assistance. That man was later identified as 47-year-old Ryan Prosser from Greene County, New York. He was later pronounced dead. Police said they didn't find any foul play, but the investigation is ongoing. And then 50 minutes after that situation, police responded to another call of a fall. A man was then transported to the hospital after being injured from someone falling on him. Now, those injuries are being called non-life threatening. So as it stands right now, we are in contact with the Department of Building Inspections and are awaiting any updates that come from the inspections regarding that guardrail as well as the incline of those stairs. We're also um, in contact with the folks here at Chase Center to see if they do release any protocol changes, any fan experience changes because of Sunday's situation. So we're keeping our, our, our ears open for on a lot of fronts. Um, and we'll be sure to relay that information to you if we do hear anything. We're live at One Warrior's Way, the Chase Center, Sierra Johnson for NBC Bay Area News. Thanks so much. Um, well, this is kind of bad because the fucking concert shits just started getting back going and two, two, like one person died and two other people were like fairly like seriously injured enough to have to go to the hospital. It's kind of bad yeah. for everything opening back up. Like a fish concert's like a pretty chill fucking place. There's not a lot of moshing going on. People are saying, "Excuse me," a lot of a lot of Birkenstocks. Um. <laughs> yeah, not and, and so uh, full full disclosure: the councilman was there in the house at this uh, concert, and typically, yeah, it's a very this wasn't your fault, bunch. was it? No, not at all. In fact, I I got a lot of um. So I I posted that I was there right on my social medias. And so as soon as people saw the story, you know, even my mom was like, are you okay? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Um, but uh, even I noticed, and I, I took pictures of, uh, you know, I was taking pictures of the lights and the crowd. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking and remarking to my brother who was there with me at the time, like, hey, do, does it look like the railing on the upper deck is kind of like low? Like it really, there's nothing there. It's like below the knee even. Um, and there was people, you know, dancing and they're having fun and maybe they're on, maybe they're on I don't know. Um, but they're definitely drinking alcohol in some cases, right? Which is totally legal, 
right? You're, you're allowed to drink the alcohol and you're allowed to even smoke the marijuana at home by yourself if you want to in California these days. But, <laughs> you know, I I would not have been surprised because you know, people are spinning and they're enjoying the show and they're really getting into it. So even if they're not moshing, I could completely see someone, you know, a taller dude like myself even who's kind of awkward. Oh, taking a bad step and just falling off the the edge. I didn't see this happen. It happened twice apparently during the the same show. That's amazing. Um, but uh, and then it didn't cause it more of a disturbance. Is is even more amazing. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit upsetting. And I kind of had a feeling that Chase Hunter is going to have to pay for this. So we'll we'll see what happens. I hope they don't try and label it as like these hippy dippy uh, Birkenstockies. You know, got high and fell off the, the ledge, right? Because they were high. Um, it did look pretty dangerous. So I think they're going to have to figure out some, uh, some new protocols at the very least, but they might get sued. Who knows? Um, just lucky that the second person landed on another fish head, I guess. So um, yeah, there's, there's that. They're both hurt, but at least they at least they, they survived. Um, but yeah, that's, that's tragic. I, I, I've been to 100 and some odd fish shows, and I can say that this is probably the first death, maybe the second death ever that I've ever heard of at one of those shows. So um, I don't think that happens very often, if, if not ever. I think this might be the first time. And it, if it sounds like it sounds like it was had nothing to do with the band, because if the railing, like, why would you make a railing too low? Like when there's a place to fall, like it's not only not safe during a concert, it's not safe during a Warriors game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's not it's not about a concert. If there's a railing that's too short, it's not like a it's not like people who go there for a game don't fall right exactly um and it's uh especially if you're on your feet it's really intense you're jumping around right it could easily happen so they got to figure something out but this is a brand new venue right they they haven't really even had full houses for basketball yet um in this venue because of you know last year all the restrictions and last year is when it opened so it opened to you know cardboard cutouts of fans so um they, they are going to have to think about this and this is one of the first concerts there too I will say this. I mean, I felt very safe. Like everyone was getting their vax checked on the way in. Um, even my brother who got his vax in like someplace in the the dirty, dirty South, right. Where he, he had like some rogue email from the doctor that said he was vaccinated and his ID is from out of state. But, uh, they, they checked it very thoroughly, checked his ID. So, um, I, I felt comfortable enough and most people were, were wearing masks still, you know, unless they were drinking alcoholic beverages. So, yeah, it that just sounds good. like an unfortunate series of events. It just seems like yeah. it just seems like a, a low railing is a <clears throat> I don't know. Just I just wonder like who built that place. Like <laughs> San Francisco's having a little bit of problems with people building things, maybe. Yeah. They were too concerned with the, the early reviews said it looked like a toilet bowl from outside, but they weren't thinking about maybe the inside. So um, it was a lovely venue otherwise. It was very aesthetically pleasing, but sometimes, you know, aesthetics are one thing and practicality is another thing. So I think they're going to have to rethink their, their plans. The seats were very comfortable, though, and uh, and everything else went smoothly. So the acoustics were great. Just this is a real awful uh, sideshow. Well, um, get your shit together, Chase Center, and we'll we'll check back on you later. Hopefully the Bruce Springsteen concert or whatever the next one is does not go as, or the, the Dan and Shay concert does not go um, same way. And crowd at the Bruce Springsteen concert already has broken hips too. You better fucking fix that shit. <laughs> um, so, uh, producer Dave, I'm really excited to announce that we're going back to Recall Watch. Oh, great! We, I think we last week would have maybe been the first week that we didn't call down ballot watch, Recall Watch, and we happened right. to skip last week, and right. now we're back to Recall Watch. It seems that the uh, Santa Clara, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, or the school, no, school board. board. 
the school board seems to be facing a recall. Uh, like three look, of them. Looks like a recall attempt. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's just qualified for the ballot, actually. They submitted their signature, so we're going to hear more oh, God. from our friends at Cron, as long as there's no ads. No, there's no ads. Anyway, let's go. Trying to recall three San Francisco school board members. The recall SF school board petition has collected 70,000 signatures, virtually ensuring an election late this year or early next year. Ground Force Amanda Harry, live with details after talking to the group's leaders about why they started this effort. Amanda. Good evening. I'm told the group launched back in February of 2021. They launched after the school board announced that middle schoolers and high schoolers wouldn't be going back for the 2020-2021 school year. And the parents I spoke to said that was just unacceptable and they had to do something. Because what we think is that San Francisco is the best city in the entire world and it should have the best schools in the entire world. Co-leads for Recall SF School Board Autumn Lowen and Siva Raj say they just want the best for SF students. Raj says his son is a freshman in high school and distance learning wasn't working for him. He struggled, he's lost motivation, he's been borderline depressed. When San Francisco Unified School District announced they wouldn't be bringing back middle and high schoolers during the 2020-2021 school year, Lowen and Raj knew they had to do something. That's how the recall effort started. Everyone said it was impossible. It's not possible, um, don't even try. And so it's feeling pretty good to be on the cusp of making it. The group is trying to recall three eligible school board members, President Gabriela Lopez, Vice President Falgo Molinga, and Allison Collins. Each petition has received about 70,000 signatures. Of those signatures, leaders believe more than 51,000 are valid. That number is 10% of registered voters in SF. It's what they need to qualify for the ballot. We are 99% certain that we have those signatures, those valid signatures, and we just need to get it organized and submitted to the Department of Elections. The group will need to submit the signatures by September 7th. If accepted, the election would be later this year or early 2022. The city's really united in wanting a better future for its children. I did reach out to SFUSD and they haven't gotten back to me just yet. Live in San Francisco, Amanda Harry, Cron4 News. Cities united? I mean, the, the threshold is 10%. Mm-hmm. It seems like yep. to get on to get on the ballot, yeah. Um, and it's it's tough to get that many signatures, to be honest with you. So, um, especially with a grassroots effort, I don't know how much money they had, but uh, if they are on the verge of this, kudos to them, I suppose. But at the same time, it's just silly season, you know. It's it's not as though any school board or any one district had a better idea, right, than the next one um, on what to do and how to handle it, and they all were. You know, lacking in federal and state guidelines that you know could have saved their saved them from having to make these decisions locally. Um, but that's what we want, right? We want local control. That's what everyone says. We want local control. Don't govern us from Sacramento or Washington. We want to be able to control our own shit. Um, well, this is what you get, you know. And uh, sometimes these are people who it's their first you know elected position, right? They've never really managed an organization of this size before in this scope and they're thrown into this, you know, they throw themselves into this mix 
um, and don't have any idea what they're doing, right? Especially even without a pandemic, they don't know what they're doing. And now, you know, and you expect them to be just, you know, geniuses. You're not a genius, Miss Parent, Mr. Parent, these these proponents. They don't know what they, they would know what the a thing to do if they were up there. They just, you know, they, they know that they're big mad and they're going to show everyone that they're big mad and they're going to you know, basically cause two elections in the same year, you know, for this, for this school board um, and waste a whole bunch of public money doing it. So, yeah, I think if we're, <clears throat> there's one kind of, one kind of thing I think about the um, recall stuff is we got to raise the threshold a little bit. There's just too many fucking people being there's just too much recall shit happening in california right now um because there's a lot of money sloshing around and i bet these people that are doing this recall got some of that money it's been sloshing around out there in that sort of anti-vaccine anti-mask sort of contrarian i don't like anything the government does universe i i don't know this but there it would shock me if they weren't getting support from groups like the ones who are trying to who sort of for a minute seem to be trying to recall the city council here in uh in san jose and yeah or the board of supervisors yeah um and these you know they're 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 lucky that they live in san francisco and it's just an activist kind of mentality there so there's our you know it doesn't take much probably to fire up 10 percent of the voters in san francisco for anything um so you know again kudos to them we'll see if it actually does qualify and then we'll see what happens at the ballot box i doubt that this is going to go through although there was the one uh board member you'll remember who was you know ousted from her leadership positions because of things she said about the asian folk on her twitter or whatever Uh um so you know maybe she maybe maybe it sticks to her a little bit but i I just don't see how this this really grows legs any more than any other recall effort that's gone down lately so but it's just a wait like i said wasted time wasted people's money elections are uh have consequences uh so if you really want to change things run for something jackass don't just recall whoever like run for something run for the position do it yourself and see how how easy it is to to do it okay there i said my piece yeah this is all stupid we should stop recalling everybody in california we look ridiculous everybody stop it for sure steve bannon leave california alone knock it off knock it off children (laughs) uh speaking of children uh we have whiny mayoral candidates in san jose whining about county supervisors who are running for mayor um and you know uh, giving nice things to their employees i don't know let's let's run the clip (laughs) a battle is brewing over bonuses santa clara county workers are getting from the federal covid relief fund each worker is getting a twenty five hundred dollar bonus check called hazard pay or heroes pay but a san jose councilman criticized the move today county workers Firing back. NBC Bay Area's Damian Trujillo is at San Jose City Hall with the debate over the money. Debate. San Jose Councilman Matt Mahan says the county should have administered the hazard pay better, that not every employee deserves it, and that angered county unions. The transit buses rolled throughout the pandemic while most were sheltered at home. Raj Singh and his friends drove those buses. These folks didn't really have a choice, but they put their lives, uh, not only their lives, but their families' lives at risk. Raj is one of 22,000 county workers now slated to receive a $2,500 bonus from the county. The bonus, called Heroes Pay, goes to every worker, no matter what job they perform. And that baffled San Jose Councilman Matt Mahan, who is also running for mayor. 
I just have a problem with the county using federal relief funds to give bonuses to every single employee. Today, several county unions went on the offensive against Mahan. Matt Mahan must apologize now and correct his actions. We denounce council member Matt Mahan's attack on working people. We demand he retract his statement. Matt Mahan should be ashamed of his actions. The county workers found it ironic that Mahan himself was working from home today. Mahan said he wants to make it clear he is not against the idea of hero pay bonuses. So I don't have a problem with frontline workers getting bonuses. I'd say they deserve it and probably more than they got. I just I, 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 I think it's it's it just defies common sense to indiscriminately give out seventy six million dollars, including to thousands of employees making over two hundred thousand dollars a year who work from home. Several sheriff's deputies have told me privately that they, too, are bothered that non-essential county workers are also getting oh, shut up and get vaccinated. And seriously, fuck you, DSA on the front lines throughout the pandemic. Mahan insists federal dollars should have been spent on the homeless or food programs. Oh, instead please. of a blanket bonus for every employee, no matter their duties during the pandemic. And what we need to be doing right now is not poking at this worker or that worker. We need to be supporting all essential workers, regardless of exactly what their job was. The county is set to hand out the bonuses before the holidays. Damian Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News. I love how people who fucking don't give a fuck about the homeless the whole rest of the fucking year are out there. Oh, you should have done something about the homeless with that money. It's like, shut the fuck up. Right. Tech bro. Remember, this is tech bro guy who had the idea about like, let's put all the homeless into like prefab housing at the fairgrounds. Right. In a big concentration camp. That was his big idea. He's into big ideas. Right. That's his thing because um, he's a white tech bro and he's a white savior. And that's that's how that's how white savior tech bros from Almaden roll. Yeah, this is just this is silly. And it's even it's made even more silly, producer Dave, by the fact that this guy was part of a, I think, unanimous vote to give all the city employees in San Jose, a thousand dollars or something like, I forget how much it was. I think it was a thousand dollars, uh, bonus, uh, for this exact same purpose. And just because it came out of the general fund and not out of the, the whatever American rescue act funds, um, doesn't make it any less hypocritical that you would support it for your own employees. But now you're, because you're running for mayor and you're running against someone who's a County supervisor, who you think it perceive as your biggest threat. You want to go after, uh, you know, this, you, you want to attack this issue. Um, is a way of attacking her. And now, producer Dave, I, I can't share it with you right now because it's not video, but it's there's a, uh, he sent out a, a infographic, Supervisor Chavez, that's Cindy Chavez, right? I hate to give her more lip service, but Cindy Chavez, debate me, debate me about this. Like, debate, literally bro. Cursive, debate, bro. Like, literally, bro. It's, it's, she should say that's fine, but we'll only do it on Echoplex Media and we both have to drink half a bottle of vodka and it has to be at one in the morning. Right. I mean, I think I even have like here. Hold on one second. Oh, it's right here. Look at this. I have it. I can put it up here. So there you go. It's on. It's on his Instagram. So. Oh, cool. Debate me, me, bro. Debate me, bro. But the election's kind of a ways away. Like it is. He's just trying to make what he's trying to do. And and uh, the good wife was actually very astute um, and pointed this out to a friend of ours earlier today. He's trying to make this a two person race. There are at least two other candidates in the race, two other council members, but he sees it, you know, as he's got a big lane over here and Cindy Chavez is going to take her lane over there. And no one, you know, and he's going to try and make it a one-on-one race because it, it behooves him to do that. Um, uh, at least in the public eye and the public perception eye and the political perception eye. Um, it just gets more people talking about him and, and, it builds him up to be more than what he really is, which is a freshman city council member tech bro, you know? So I want to, I want to point out too, that the cost of living here is very high. Um, mm. 
people aren't laughing all the way to the fucking bank on $2,500 here in Silicon Valley. Excuse me. Like, mm. <laughs> like this is, I understand that the, the sum total seems big, but it's not like you're fucking lavishing extravagant gifts on the fucking County employees. here. $2,500 is like, you know, it's not a whole lot folks out. Uh, just like a one bedroom apartment in, in San Jose. If you're yeah, lucky, it's like one month's rent. Right. Um, and you know, frankly speaking, the good wife is getting, is, uh, you know, going to be, you know, getting the largest of this, right. Uh, everyone is, but the supervisors de- declined it. You know, the County executive declined it. Um, but yeah, I mean, what the hell else are you going to do? I mean, that's the, it's the people that make the county work, right? It's the people that make the city work. You can have all the fun policies and all the tech bro policies you want about like, you know, doing things more expediently and with, you know, apps and shit. And that's fine. And it does work. But at the end of the day, 80% of what you spend is going to be spent on people. And those people go home and a lot of them live in San Jose, not all of them, unfortunately, because it's fucking expensive, but a lot of them live in San Jose and, li- and live in our local economy. And it's not like they're going to put the $2,500 under the fucking mattress, right? Like even the good wife and I, who do pretty well when it comes down to it, like, you know, we're spending that money, you know, paying down our credit card bill or, you know, um, uh, you know, pay- paying the bills, right? Doing work on the house, um, things like that. So it's not like we're not spending that money in our local economy um, and, uh, helping us recover in general, right, and supporting jobs. So it's it's all reciprocal. So but even if even if you like, invest, even if you invest it all in fucking Bitcoin, it's twenty five hundred dollars. Like, yeah, I'm just exactly. telling you, nobody's like nobody's like fucking going and buying an expensive pocket watch and a Rolls Royce off of this bonus. Like, right? It's just a, it's just he's just politicizing an issue, and that it's just really disgusts me. And he's tripled down on every everything. He's gotten schooled on this this week, and he's just tripled down on it. And it just proves that, you know, this guy has where he's gone in terms of his lane, where he thinks his lane is for, for the mayor's race. He's gone to the dark side. Right. Um, so fine. You know, it's, it's completely on brand for him. It's just none of us have to like it. And it's disgusting, but whatever. It's just uh, what we, it's the we'll, same. We'll see what happens next. It's the same fucking shit that we, we get from like the democratic party all the time. Right. Like this guy won his race yeah. on a fairly progressive platform. Um, he wasn't like he wasn't like eat the rich or he wasn't like fucking bunch of communists like my chat but no but it was a fairly progressive platform and then he gets like what little power he has as the fucking newest uh, city council member and all of a sudden now he's like now he's like fucking Andrew Yang or like Elon Musk or some shit it's like come yeah. on dude what are you doing he's, like what he's did trying you trying to carve out his lane yeah well what did you say when you were running why are you doing this this is the fuck the democratic party they all do this and then when they don't do this, like fuck Bernie Sanders, fucking everybody shits on him. Like, oh, you're not towing the line for the party. And it's like, well, dude, no, he said what he wanted to do. And then he advocated for those things the whole fucking time. Of course, sometimes you got to compromise. Nobody's perfect. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah. but this is just, it seems like the way to the top in the Democratic Party is to run progressive and then fuck attack to the center when it comes time to do policy. And it's like, well, well fuck you. <laughs> like... I don't know. Also, it's none of his yeah. damn business. It's the county. Fuck off. Worry about your worry about the city's business. You dumb fuck. It's true. Well, um, th- and to, to be fair, the county party and the local labor movement they did not support this guy. Um, they had other candidates, although unfortunately, their candidate was the the woman who killed someone. <laughs> 
they didn't really make out very well in that race either, but that was just from a dearth of really good candidates. And this is like Almaden, right? For the most part. Um, so it's hard to find a good progressive Democrat down there. Um, but to their credit, they did not endorse this guy. He was not, you know, he didn't have the backing. He's tried very hard to earn it, to win support. And um, he gets support from moderate Democrats, but not necessarily people who know what's going on with the party locally, uh, the party writ large. So anyway, um, no, I just remember and, liking him when we ran through the candidates. Like he seemed sure. like he, he seemed to be of those who had a chance of winning the most aligned with my views. And yeah. every story I'm seeing about him as he goes to govern, it's like, well, wait, what the fuck? What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this? And I, because I don't know. Is he just trying, is he just trying to get a, trying to fucking get a Prager you video about why he left the left? I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing. He's trying to run for mayor, right? Like he's realized like the, this is an opportunity for him and he's got a, you know, grab it and, and really embrace the lane that he's he's trying to carve out for himself, right? Um, it, it's completely crass and political and very methodical and, you know, engineered and everything that tech um, and the tech, you know, every, everything, all the stereotypes of tech bro have come to come, come to roost in this, this guy, unfortunately. And he's got people around him encouraging him to do it. He's going to have the mayor, you know, encouraging him to do it, even though he's calling money. the city a mess, you know, and and money. yeah, money. He's got money encouraging him to do it. I'm um, in power. Right. And this is an opportunity. You could be mayor for 10 years, depending on what happens in this race. Right. If, um, if they do end up moving the mayoral, if we end up voting to move our mayoral elections to, um, presidential years, which is something that's on the table, um, currently with our charter review commission and could come before the voters next year, that would mean that the next the next mayor who gets elected next year could run in 2024 and again in 2028 and have, you know, theoretically 10 years in office. So that's why you've seen Cindy Chavez jumping in. That's why you see this guy jumping in. That's why, you know, uh, you'll see a lot of interest in the race because um, people are all about that power and all about that money and power equals money. Power can generate money. And I feel like Cindy Chavez, <clears throat> Cindy Chavez may have a little bit of an uphill battle too, because we call this place man Jose for a reason. There's an undercurrent of sexism in Very san jose and silicon valley more broadly <clears throat> and i think that's she's gonna it's gonna give her you know it's it's if if she wasn't the um other person sucking up the most oxygen it might behoove her him to try to elevate her as such because of the sexist nature of san jose and silicon valley more broadly especially the business sector who he's trying to court well, the electorate too, in general, just across the country is, is sexist. Um, and we've seen, but here, all, a place where you wouldn't think it was, is probably more sexist just than like much. New York city. Like if not more, just as much, if not more. Yes. Absolutely. Well, more, I think more than New York city. Like, sure, you know what also, I'm saying? Uh, let's yeah, it, sure. we, this place didn't earn the name man, Jose for no fucking reason. No, of course not. Um, so that she's definitely fighting that uphill battle. Um, she's also, you know, if she's also going to be angling and for and fighting for Latino votes with Councilmember Perales, who's in the race as well. And Latinos tend to be uh, fairly sexist when it comes down to it too, even even the Latinas. So it's uh, they do not necessarily stand up for each other, um, and that's a key contingent she's going to need to win. Um, she also has a lot of baggage um, that she needs to get over and a lot of political baggage which she may not be able to get over. A lot of people are angling for her, so she needs to hire me. Yeah, right. She needs to hire well, she, me yesterday. She, she's no, she's got a she's got a team of consultants that have come up with a you know a, com, uh, a you know campaign by committee, and you can see that that's what it is. It's very obvious that it's all poll tested and committee tested and uh, consultant approved. No, no, um, she needs so, to hire well, me and then never tell anybody about me yesterday. You know what well, I'm saying? That's that's like what the, I would the, recommend. The, but she's she's not that kind of gal. The the dark arts, the dark arts, the yeah, she's. She's not that kind of gal. She does. She does things. When it comes down to it, she does things very much by the book. Um, but she has a plan. 
always has a plan. Well, uh, this this we'll, looks we'll this see. looks bad. I don't like this guy. This guy seems like a fucking scumbag. But uh, basically, like he is. Like, don't vote for him. I don't like. And maybe maybe we'll leave this story on this and move on to end another thing. Uh, everybody, make sure you stick around for local love. By the way, I got Walter Campbell of NVS Ooh. and book on VHS tonight. And that'll nice. be uh, me flying solo doing an interview because uh, I don't know. We have never had Walter on the show, but I I'll, I'll leave it at this. I don't like. Um, I don't like it when people make <clears throat> a bunch of money in business, particularly here in Silicon Valley, and then think they're just going to go in with their sort of businessy fucking like appified ideas or whatever yeah. and go change the government. Right. Like, I, like Andrew Yang's trying to do that and largely failing, but I think it's because he made the mistake of not starting small. And this guy yeah. is starting small and I don't, I don't like this shit fucking go back and fucking destroy the community by working at a tech company. Don't do it from the fucking seats of power in city hall. Like, oh, please like just, just do one. Please don't do both. It's too late. He sold his tech company already. This is his new job. This is his new life. This is his new passion. It's a full-time job. He gets paid pretty you know, decent money. Not the best, but decent enough. Man. He's just jealous because he doesn't get paid as much as these some of these county employees. That's what he's really jealous about. He should he should just run for fucking office in Los Gatos or something where he could fucking. He's doing where, fine, where, yeah. Where he could do like very little harm. Could have covered up that lady's fucking that lady's sex parties. But he lives in Almaden, so he's stuck running in San Jose. And San Jose is a bigger pond anyway, so he can. He's angling for you know higher things one day. You know, education secretary, things like that. So well. So at the end of the show, we do a human or animal interest story, and this is um, well, this is weird. Usually, it's a feel good story. I don't know how good a feel how good how good a feeling I get about the headline here. This one's talking about nearly a hundred snakes found in a Santa Rosa home. You're gonna love this. <sighs> well, if the movie Snakes on a Plane made you cringe, this is gonna make you cringe too. Snakes at your house, and lots of them. Take a look at what exactly happened at one Sonoma County's. Oh homeowner's house. Rattlesnakes just chilling under the Santa Rosa house. The, the house would belong to the snakes at that point. <laughs> Officials uh, with Sonoma County Reptile Rescue posted these pictures. The group, get this, removed 59 baby and 22 adult snakes from under that house. That was just on the first trip. Crews went back out to that house and pulled out 11 more rattlesnakes from under that house. The entire process took nearly four hours, but despite all of those rattlers, no one was bitten. Like I said, the house would just belong to the snakes. <laughs> so I have the, I, this story leaves me with more questions than answers, which usually isn't how the and another thing story goes. Like, was the person breeding them? Was the house abandoned? Like, there was very little information given here, except that there were a lot of snakes somewhere. Yeah, I, I can only imagine that there was some sort of transfer happening or a sale or maybe just an inspection, right? And this, this they came across this this issue or they were doing some renovation perhaps at the house and, and uh, you know, just hadn't really torn the place up in a while and uh, no one had really looked under the house. But I, I just can't imagine that you've got 90, whatever, almost 100 snakes living under your house and you hadn't noticed if someone's living there. So I'm guessing this was like a reno or a, a reclaim or a, you know, a, a, a condemned house, you know, uh, and they were doing an inspection, found that, and the property owner was like, yeah, let's get the snakes out because it would be really difficult to sell this place with snakes. Yeah, there's just a lot of questions here. I don't know, was someone occupying the house at the time? I just, 
I just don't know. Chat's asking like, where were this? What, were this, what the fuck were the snakes eating? Like, that's each a, other. That's actually a fucking. That's actually a good question. Like, was somebody mice. feeding them? Mice. Mice. Maybe, I guess maybe so. The, maybe they had a mice a mice problem infestation problem. And they put one snake down there, right? They're like, oh, we'll we'll get the mice with our snake. And the snake, like, oh, we lost the snake. And the snake, like, you know, laid eggs and some other snake came by and, or like, they had that thing where the, the snakes, you know, change gender, you know, in small populations and they fertilize their own eggs and suddenly there's just a ton of snakes and the snakes ate the people. And then suddenly someone came over to the house and was like, why did everybody? And they opened up the floorboards and they're like, oh, snakes. Um, who knows? And yeah. it's possible. There's, I'm just telling you, there's a lot, <clears throat> there's a lot missing from this story. We'll never get the full story unless we like go on next door for that neighborhood. Oh God, I don't want to go on next door. For That's the only place you'll find out the real, the, the scoop. Don't ever go on next door. I'm just, that's just the, the policy about next door around here. If you think you live um, yeah. in a nice community, you actually don't. No, you do not. People, everyone, all your neighbors are trash. You have no idea. And you can actually, on next door, you can see exactly where they live. You can see exactly where the trash live in your neighborhood. So, that's the other reason um, not to go on next door. It's a privacy nightmare. It is. It is really. So, hey, uh, enjoy your interview with Walter. That's going to be awesome. Um, it will be. Thanks. Thanks to everyone for watching and tuning in and downloading. Um, we're, we're excited to be one of the most downloaded uh, podcasts called Down Ballot. So um, <laughs> you know, make, make sure you download and listen and tell your friends. We are not afraid. We're not afraid if your friends know about the show and want to listen too. So please tell them. And that's all I have. Great. Well, thanks everybody for listening. This is Cleopatra by Gundacker. Um, I'm going to play this song and then I have a pretty cool new thing I'm going to show you real quick before we get ready for local love. Show me your thing. Mm -hmm.